Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of M365 Voice. I'm Antonio Mayo, and we have Sarah. I'm Sarah Hazi. And I am Mike Monterani. And we're excited to bring you another episode with another question, another uh, listener-submitted question. <clears throat> we do have more listener-submitted questions, and we really do appreciate everyone submitting. So um, if you're watching the podcast and you have a question that you'd like to have submitted, um, you can go out to n365voice.com. And uh, we have a big logo out there where you can submit your question. And you can do it anonymously or with your name attached, right? We should call that right. out for people. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Are we ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Question of the day today um, is from Roy Kim. Oh, uh, Roy. All right, fellow yeah. Canadian. Yeah. Oh. He's Canadian of Toronto and now fellow MVP. Wow, that's great. All right, uh, Roy says, SharePoint's been around for many years now. Many companies have it. Many employees have some experience with it, including managers. What are some current hurdles to adoption, realizing productivity gains? And for those, what are some ways to overcome each? So what are some current hurdles to adoption for SharePoint and how do we realize productivity gains? Current hurdles to adoption. That is a great question. That's a question that we hear from our clients all the time. Almost every single conversation that's kind of a digital transformation project, we're, we're trying to help the client move into the Microsoft 365 platform. Uh, they're concerned about adoption. They want to make sure they're getting benefit from their investment. Um, and there's some very specific questions that come up about it. Um, I don't know, what about yourself? Do you guys see that come up often? Yeah, all the time. The question when you start talking about implementing M365, whether you're doing SharePoint teams or a combination of both, it's always the question, how do I get the people to use it and be excited about it? Uh, and the reason they are moving or migrating for whatever system to M365 is because whatever current system is, it is not working. So when you go and you implement an M365 with SharePoint, uh, they're looking for a really good alternative and a good way to use it. Yeah, I would agree. I think that for many of us, we have a lot of, I have a lot of questions with my users um, at my organization about what to use when or what is the best tool for what I want to do. And obviously um, one of the most infamous questions in the world of SharePoint and M365 is, it depends. Uh, it depends on what you're trying to do. It depends on your audience. It depends on your content and what you're looking to store and what your requirements are for storage. But then it also depends on your personal preference. Um, I know I was just having a, a conversation with a user this week that's looking at coming from another system, actually from um, Confluence, which is from a company called Atlassian, it's a wiki-based system, and moving over to Microsoft 365. And the interesting thing is, is that the dialogue was, well, I have experience with SharePoint, but they said, I'm not that excited about building this out in SharePoint. Um, what other options are there? Um, because I've tried the SharePoint wikis before and, um, you know, they just don't compare with what I had before and it's not my preference. And so we ended up talking a lot about Teams, SharePoint, Yammer, and how they all come together in that Teams experience. And I think that's what makes Microsoft Teams so different is that it brings everything together into one look and feel and you can add tabs to get to a wiki, you can add tabs to get to Yammer, they're engaging more of a Yammer experience. And so when I think about 
uh, hurdle for adoption of SharePoint. I think one of the hardest things is that for a lot of people that when they think about SharePoint and creating SharePoint sites, they think that that's kind of a heavier lift, yeah. if you will, than setting up a team. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Um, what I find is often a hurdle to, to adoption of the platform. This is going to sound very, very basic, but we, we see it a lot is just not having enough of an organizational change management program in place, which breaks down into a lot of things, right? Like to get people to adopt a platform like SharePoint, um, like Teams even, it does require a lot of work around planning communications, planning training, planning adoption programs, right? Sarah, I've seen you give great presentations on this topic about how do you foster adoption as you're moving into the platform? Um, I do find having the right planning around those things in advance, um, you know, taking that into account right from the beginning as you're planning your strategy is really important. Yeah, and um, a lot of people, well, SharePoint's been around for 20 years right now. So uh, a lot of people know about it. Either they've used it in, in the previous life in, in a different, different organization, or they're upgraded from a previous version. Uh, or they've heard about it, they've seen it, uh, unfortunately, some some people and some organizations look at SharePoint as as document libraries and lists, and that basically bulky framework where I'm just working with lists and document libraries, and uh, that are all over the place. Uh, security is a mess. Uh, everything is, is set up in silos, uh, so trying to find information is 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 not the easiest way to do with uh, with the old way how we they've set up SharePoint. So those are some of the adoption hurdles I've, I've heard from many, many organizations. And you take that and if you if you implement SharePoint like an, like an open by design, make everything open and try to come up with this intelligence uh, around, around how you display the information, how you share the information, it's more than just document libraries and lists. How do you think that um, the world of SharePoint is gonna change now that they have the lists app coming out? Because the Lists app looks amazing. It's going to have its own mobile app, right? That's going to be, I believe it's going to be Intune Enlightened. But they're also saying that lists are lists are lists. So it's not going to be necessarily um, all that different from SharePoint lists. So it's it's still about SharePoint, but now we're going to have lists as a separate app. It is just a SharePoint list under the covers, is it not? It is actually, yes. At the end of the day, it is a SharePoint list. It's been actually surfaced at the M365 level as an M365 list, but the, the, at the end of the day, it is a SharePoint list. Yes, it's, it's a stand, it looks like a standalone outside of SharePoint, but it has to live, it is living actually in SharePoint. Yeah, I think it's gonna result in us seeing more usage of lists. Right. I think lists are gonna become a, just as, you know, just as important as libraries to people. Um, you know, we, we, as we help, companies move into Microsoft 365 and SharePoint in particular. We'll use lists often for things like um, workflow automation. We'll use a list to store data. Right. Uh, with with the, um, the improvements in lists around, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Column formatting, row formatting. That I loved that functionality. I still love it because it allows you to take a list and just turn it into an app really easily, right? It almost becomes like, a, a database table where you're storing data and then the formatting of it allows a person to interact directly with the data right in the list. 
Um, exactly. That functionality we've had for a little while, but I don't know if everybody's using it. So I think elevating it to like a first class app is going to let people know more that it's there and just see more adoption and usage of that. I think you're absolutely right, Antonio, because I think lists for many people, um, I've probably consulted with people to build thousands of lists in my career, but oftentimes you have to kind of ask them questions, lead them through that requirement analysis, talk about the structured data that you're going to have in the list and then build your workflow processing. It requires someone with knowledge to help them see the vision of where you're going. I think taking lists and elevating it, as you said, Mike, to be an M365 app proper and having these list templates that's just going to gain more visibility to it. I think we're going to see lists explode in utilization and it's yeah. going to become a huge um, adoption boon. But will people think about those lists as being related to SharePoint or just related to the lists app? It might create some confusion, I think, for people. It is what is what's the difference between a SharePoint list and the list app uh, for the new user that would be very, very confusing. It's the same confusion that people have had when um, that we introduced Microsoft Teams to them. It was it a SharePoint team site or a Microsoft Teams. Now are we looking at a SharePoint list or a list app? So I I, I suspect there will be some confusion. Yeah. Uh, and this is where we come here and we talk about it and we explain things for them. I, um, I agree. Sorry, Sarah, were you going to say something? Oh no, I was just going to say I bet we're going to have more questions about the list app in future episodes. Right. Go ahead, Antonio. Um, I was going to say, so just back to the question around adoption and hurdles to adoption. Yep. So one of, one of the things that, that we still see, and it, it sounds like a very basic question, and I think you said it a moment ago, Sarah, is the question about what to use when still comes up all the time. Um, and one common way that it comes up is for collaboration, should I use a team or should I use a SharePoint online site? Because I've got both. Right. And, and my people are asking me, which one should I use in which circumstances? And they're looking to us for guidance on that. Um, so that's a common question we still see. And I don't know if it's a hurdle to adoption of the platform, but it's definitely it's, it's a little bit of friction that gets in the way there, right? Because teams are great. We use teams all the time, every single day. But sometimes I do need a site and sometimes I need a site for very specific purposes. So, I think so, friction is the right word because it's it's about clarity of purpose of what you're going after. Um, yeah. I, I, so I have a specific question. Um, when you create SharePoint online sites, um, are most of those communication sites versus team sites? They're mostly team sites. Yes, same here. I, I yeah. Most that I do is team sites. Okay, I actually would say the opposite. So oftentimes when I'm creating a SharePoint online site, I'm creating a communication site because I need to make information available about an M365 product to all employees in my organization. So I'm building almost more of a self-service education site. So I end up using a lot of communication sites. So it's interesting because if you're building a lot of SharePoint team sites, are those teams also in teams? Do they have a team in teams and you're building them a SharePoint online team site? Um, in my case, it's a mix of both. Um, yeah. uh, specifically, when it comes to sharing or open having having that open by design concept, where uh, you are storing documents related to the organization, whether it's, uh, it's HR related, financial, legal, or IT related documents that you wanna you wanna have available on the site from a forms perspective, a vacation leaves, whatever that is, uh, you're still looking at a team site without a Microsoft Teams back into it. Yeah. Um, 
And there are the, also the Microsoft Teams that for collaboration purposes and collaborating on private, more private and confidential documents or project related documents. Yeah, yeah, I, I see um, it, it depends very much on the preference of the organization or the users that are going to be using it. I, some, I see some people that still focus on documents as collaboration. Our collaboration is focused on documents and it's not really conversation and we're not going to really use the conversation and I wish I could get rid of that conversation tab, but I can't. So I'm going to use a SharePoint site because I know that and I've collaborated in that before um, and I don't want to introduce this new concept of teams because it's just we're not ready for that yet. So I, I see some of that. Sometimes I see project sites, project SharePoint sites, team sites that are, are heavily customized. Um, the client has various business processes that they want customized within it, either with custom web parts and or uh, flows that run on their content. And that still feels like the interaction with that is a little bit better from a SharePoint site than a team. Yeah, so those are a couple instances. Some of the feedback I've always gotten um, from uh, people using SharePoint is the usability of the new form or the edit form, how boring it is so when you go and uh, create you have a list and then you just go adding list items and it's still not the most fun thing to do uh, so uh, what, what i do or what i suggest is to plug in a power app into mm -hmm. the form mm -hmm. and make it a little bit more interactive make it a little bit more fun yeah. nice looking rearrange things some cascade right. information so that kind of little touches on sharepoint list Will make things the usability of the actual platform much much better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that was a great conversation uh, to answer that question. So thanks, Roy Kim, for for that question. I think that was great. Uh, a lot of great elements about um, hurdles to adoption, a little bit on how to overcome them, uh, and a lot of different circumstances. And then the the discussion on on uh, Microsoft Lists is great too. Uh, we're looking forward to that. So thanks to you both, and thanks, Roy. Thanks, Thank thanks, you. Have a good day, everyone. Bye. Bye.